Hello, everyone, and welcome down to episode 98 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the guy on the other screen or in your other ear if you're listening to the podcast. It is Cam Blake in Tasmania, Australia. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. How are you going, Cameron? Hello, Brendan. Episode 98, we're getting real close. Well, it's just Super about time close. to raise the bat. It is. Uh, I'm good, mate. A little bit tired, a little bit uh, run down, but I'm all good. You, you uh, have been in 40 different states, even though there's only seven in Australia, but you've been in all of them. Well, I've been in the state of tiredness, uh, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been in all states. Um, yes. Yeah, and no, I've been very busy, um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's good to get back and uh, got about a week or so off before uh, another little trip. And yep. then, uh, then we're almost done for the year, which would be good. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, uh, you, you have been burning the candle at both ends for mm-hmm. about a month now, and it's uh, yeah, time it's for a rest. These bags, are, they look all right on this thing, but the bags are getting bigger. Um, I'd just like to explain straight off the top why my lighting is so Yeah, do whack. it. Why, why, why do you look so dull? Because, because Cameron, we are recording this this <laughs> afternoon. That's right. This has gone out Friday evening we have recorded this, is, this not a few hours ago so uh, this is practically live isn't it really it's as bad as live as we're going to get um so what, how does that explain because, how does that explain sorry? your lighting well because uh my office has got a great big window behind me it's i'm now yeah. backlit so the stupid zoom algorithm says hey you're backlit i'm going to make you dark hey you so, know what it does see and when i yeah. do something like this it makes me look better anyway whatever Just don't hold your hand up like that that doesn't no. look good hey uh you know you know what it does do <laughs> It makes what? you look like you're in your scene there in your background. All right. Well, funny you but, should say that. And when we talk about our background shortly, mm-hmm. that's very good segue, Cameron. I like it. Thank you. But um, first. But first, thank you to everyone who has liked, subscribed, followed the channel. We say this every week. Thank you so much. 680 subs on the YouTubes, which is nothing to be sneezed at. They say the first Pushing thousand up. is the hardest. Well, we haven't got that yet. <laughs> We're getting there. Um, yeah. It's and going up, look, though. I think think the the big one is uh, the October comp is now done and dusted. We have closed the books on that one. Jesus, and that was big. Cam is rethinking his idea of having trees as the subject. All right, next <laughs> next month is going to be sky. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, ne- next month is photo. Yeah, no, photo. it's um, yeah, it's it was it was a very broad topic, but it must be said, um, the quality and you know. We don't, need, we don't need quality. to blow smoke at our at our uh, lovely listeners and viewers, but the quality we was, we will. The quality yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Um, ba- barely a dud amongst it. Um, yeah, yeah. It was. It was it pretty. Was... It was very impressive. It was super duper hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing was we were somewhat um, organized because we actually started looking through the photos as they were coming through. So we we're almost shortlisting it as it came along. Yeah, but it still still took a while to get our top ten together, and then we got out of the top ten. We had a similar top three, and then we we did. And then we may we may or may not have picked the winner. So the way we judge it, folks, is um, Cam goes through, picks out his favourites, and this time we would normally do a top five, but because there were so many great entries, we extended it to a top ten. Uh, he picked out his top ten. Uh, without me seeing it, I picked out my top 10 mm-hmm. and That's then right. we compared notes and there were three images that both appeared in our top 10s, which was go on to be the podium, I guess. And then we had to yeah. pick one out of that. And after we argued for hours uh, over which should be the winner, we have mm. come to a winner. Are we announcing that now? Do you want to do it right away? Or like maybe do our backgrounds and then move the like – we can't oh. just – because people are just going to tune out if they do it now. It's it's a cliffhanger, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to – 
I'm going to start you know with what? my background. We're we're going. You know what we should do? We're going to bury <laughs> the winner. We're going to bury the winner inside this episode <laughs> somewhere. We're not going to tell you where. Yeah, that's a so good. So if idea. you want to know, if you want to know who won the October <laughs> Tree competition, you got to listen yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah. I'm going to move it off our little notes here. Yeah, I bet. I bet you the first I'm person stick it someone. The first person that hears it and sees it is going to put a comment below. Hey, everyone, scroll through to this point. <laughs> we can't move it afterwards, can we? No, that's fine. No. No, great, let's do it like that. Uh, we'll okay, you so it's, it's now it's now moved it's now moved into our notes somewhere else. Um, okay, well that'll be a first, and in another first for the Down South Photo Show, uh, we're talking backgrounds, and for the first time ever in ninety eight episodes, my background is a photo that I did not take, nor did you. So can you, uh, can you claim it as yours then? Can no, you claim it as a background? I'm going to give full credit, and right. he said I could use it, so I'm using it. All right, Here's you my go background. first then. Uh, the yeah. reason why I didn't take that photo is because I'm in that photo. So that's uh, that was the you know, month ago Bright Festival of Photography Sunrise Workshop that you and I did mm-hmm. up at the top of Mount Buffalo uh, on a gorgeous morning. It must be said that was that, that'll that was stick, a good morning. That'll stick in the memory for quite some time. Mm. Uh, and anyway, we were taking a few shots and we saw a photographer down at that lookout taking photos. And I just made the suggestion, hey, that'd make a good photo. No sooner has I said it that the photographer moved on. So I said to the group, well, they did. allow me. I ran down there and got out on that lookout and look at that classic photographer pose. Hey, I think I even that had is. a lens cap on at that point. But anyway, uh, <laughs> a pose for people to take that photo. And good on you, Dave Marland. Thank you so much for yeah. um, supplying me with that photo. Dave also came with us on the Murray Mallee workshop. Yeah, uh, he's also <laughs> just booked. He's also just booked into my Flinders Island workshop as well. He's, boy, he's, getting, he's getting around a bit. Yeah. No worry. And, and gave us beer and... So he gets he, he gets featured as the background. So Dave Marlin, thank you for taking my background photo this week. Um, yeah, maybe we should start cool. letting people submit photos for our background. Now we probably should. They should be our photo, shouldn't they? Can we just stop at the photo comps? They're hard enough. Yeah, no, right, that's a bit out of control. Cameron, yeah. your background, please. Uh, I was going to firstly say that that's a great photo by Dave Marlin, and one that I would suggest he couldn't have taken with a Canon if he had a Canon, but he doesn't use Canon anymore. He's seen the light weight option. <laughs> and you like that? And uh, he's gone with the Olympus. So that was pretty good. Uh, all right, yeah. Crap it on. I'll go to mine. Um, Let's. So, what's your background? So I I didn't know this section was famous of Kakadu, but apparently it is. Um, so this is a aerial shot at sunrise over the Kakadu National Park in the top end where I've just come back from. And the down in the left hand corner, you can see there's a bit of yellowy orangey archway there. That is called the Arch, which apparently is quite famous in Kakadu. Now, I didn't realize that. Um, I'm not sure if you can hike into it. I think it's something that can only be seen by the air. Um, But it's also, from what the pilot told us, is also where they did the um, Qantas ad with the kids in the the choir outfits standing on uh, some landscapes. I I believe they did that in this section as well. But... Um, so this is, uh, yeah, this is one of our sunrise shoots that we did with the doors off and a nice little R44 chopper. Um, all that haze, you can see there was lots of burning off and fires going on up there. So that actually created a bit of atmosphere, which is good, but it's an amazing place. Um, it was hot. <laughs> uh, it was 33, 34 degrees by the time we, um, got up in that chopper at sunrise. So, wow. but great, uh, great spot. If you've never been to Kakadu, um, definitely on your travels one day, go and see it. Of course, you can join me next year if you want to come along, but um, it's a really amazing place, uh, incredible landscape, incredible wildlife. Uh, we had a great time. So that's where my background's from. 
Yeah, I mean, it looked like an awesome trip. I was keeping up with your posts on the socials yeah. and uh, just looked yeah. fantastic. In particular, the bird life that you managed to get into. It was, I, I didn't even, we didn't even go for bird life, so to speak. We went to try and get some um, some storms and some sort of real outbacky sort of scenes. And um, the wet season is really delayed at the moment. It's not, doesn't seem to be coming through. Um, so we didn't get any storms, but what we missed in storms, we made up for wildlife. The birds were just incredible. Um, yeah. Every bird you can think of up in the top end was was there. Um, it was very cool. So uh, we had a great time. And uh, Five Star Dan was there as well. He was very handy for the trip. And uh, yeah, um, we, had, we, had, we had a great time. That um, mind-blowingly good, uh, is it 150 to 400 Olympus lens you've got? Yeah. Um, really, keeps on. really did. I mean, look. It's the archer, not the arrow, but uh, it looks like it, it it did a great job for you. I tell you what, um, we that that lens, like it's an expensive lens, and when I bought it, I'll be honest, I bought it. I thought I'll give it a go. Maybe I won't like it. Maybe I'll just play around with it for a while and move it on. And I like to sort of swap and change a bit, but I think that's something that's going to stay in my kit forever because it is a, just a phenomenal wildlife lens. And we had other people on the trip. We had we had this one problem the whole way through with this uh canon r6 mm-hmm. and trying to get the autofocus and tracking all synced up to work and it was a nightmare to try and set up and we'll, i was watching youtube videos i was reading a manual other people that were using canons were chipping in online and saying oh you need to do this and in the end what we found was the problem um because the big issue was it just wasn't tracking birds when i put my camera up to it it puts a box around the bird and it does everything really cool this cannon was just not doing what it was meant to be doing. This lady was missing shots, and um, but what happened is the touch screen on her camera. Every time she put it up to her no- up to her oh, face, her man. nose was moving the focal point, so the tracking was starting up in the corner here when the bird was down the bottom here, and it was wasn't working. But she still got great shots because we switched her over just to sort of do single shot, you know, try and just get as much as she could. But uh, compared to the Olympus setup, uh, we had another guy there, Tony, who also had the same Olympus setup as I did. And it just appeared that we were nailing a lot of bird shots and the others with the same sort of tracking system on their camera just wasn't working so much. So I came back from that trip saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to keep this lens and it, it, it works really well. And uh, the shots I got, I was really happy with. Um, there were some really cool birds like owls and I got an Azura Kingfisher, which I've been looking for. Um, so jealous. Look, I, that, that's I, my that yeah. is my favorite Australian bird is the Azure Kingfisher, same. and same. and I've only ever seen them in Kakadu. So uh, and well, you know what? I, they've got they've got them down here in the mm-hmm. Tarkine. Okay, I know someone who's going to be in the Tarkine in mm, April. So we might well, uh, they are in the Tarkine, but they're I've only seen them twice there, and I did not have a lens ready. Of course, I just oh, actually phone. tell a lie. I saw one in the Noosa. National Park uh, up in the in the Everglades area once. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Of course, not a camera in sight. No, they're a cool bird. I really liked them. But we had a great trip, and um, yeah, thanks to all the customers that came along with. I'm sure they all had a a great time. We had lots of laughs. It was one of those ones where everyone just got on really well, and uh, it was wasn't inappropriate, but it got to the gutter pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, here, I'll, I'll put up this little kingfisher here as well. Here, here we, we have go. a quick look at Lovely. that. Thank you. I'll cover it up. Hang on. For those of you listening, Cam has just changed his background to an Azure Kingfisher. And yeah, I mean, gee whiz, aren't they just a gorgeous bird? They are. And he was diving in and out of the water, uh, which was really cool. Um, right. I didn't you're going him... to have to cover your camera again because I've just made you full oh. screen. So just oh, right. so people so... can get it. There we go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah he's very, very cool. cool. 
Yeah. Uh, so but it, here, you can pause yeah. the video because <laughs> if you want yeah. to see it longer. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it up. We'll put it up on the website or something like that. But um, yeah, it was really God, cool. The wild was darker. Great. Look at that. I'm even no, darker going, again. I don't know. You're fading. It's, you're fading away. There's actually, there's actually sun trying to come out here in Ocean Grove. No. That what the hell? Ocean Grove. Yeah. Anyway, yes. all good. Yeah. All good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What are we going to talk about in this episode 98, Cam? I know what we're going to talk about because I made the list. Okay. You, you, you run it. You go with it. So you got? One, one thing um, that I've started to pick up on, particularly this year, because we've started to run the workshops together and we're uh, I'm doing more stuff in the field with, with people who are keen on their photography, is I've been seeing and commenting to a lot of people who use what I like to call the spray and pray approach. Um, like if golf. you're not familiar with that, it's just, what's that? Like golf. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that is my golf. Exactly. Uh, the spray and pray approach is literally, here's my scene. I'm going to take a thousand images, uh, from, I'm going to move half a centimeter and take a photo. And then I'm going to move half a centimeter that way and take a photo. And then I'm going to move over here and then I'm going to change the ISO. And then I'm going to change the white balance and I'm going to blah, 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 do all these things. And I'm just going to take thousands of photos in this location in the hope that one of them's good. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk about why that rarely works. Um, and yeah. the main reason it rarely works is because you don't give enough time and energy and effort to the one composition. Um, yeah. I've actually been guilty of this before. I get a little bit, we've talked about this on the show before, I get a little bit crazy when there's an awesome sunrise. I want to be in 10 different places at once. Yeah. Um, and that is always detrimental to my photography. Um, it, you know, I always come back and go, why didn't I just focus more on that awesome composition I got there? Yeah. But I missed focus or I had the wrong aperture or, you know, and I'm what I'm here to tell you folks is focus on one composition, find your composition and then let the light come to you, I think is the way forward rather mm. than just going ahead and and it's, and it's the same with any photography. Um, I've said a lot, uh, luckily in the last few years, I've been going to niece, nieces and nephews weddings and mm. the best photographers are the ones that aren't running around like headless chickens. Yeah, um, yeah. The ones that do go crazy and run everywhere, they miss the shots. That's yeah, it's yeah, funny. That. Yeah. yeah. So I, that, um, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I just did a like a couple of nights ago. I did a camera house, a camera talk at a camera club down in uh, Huon Valley, down here in Tassie, and that was one of the things I said as well. That you know, the say, <laughs> look at you trying to light yourself up. Uh, this the this the the spray and pray approach for landscape photography definitely doesn't work. Um, yeah, it's all about. I think people need to realize that photography is a game of patience a lot of the time, um, and once you get better at it and you get your knowledge gets better that it's not necessarily patience it's knowledge that gets you the better shots yeah um but you're right like i i can uh, even speaking of you know, dave marlin's going to love this episode we're going to mention him again Goodness. like he he used to do a similar thing he used to run around like a blue ass fly trying to get 600 different compositions before the sun went up or down and a lot of times he'd miss them because he's like oh that's a great shot i'll do that and then it wasn't really right he'd, he'd get maybe half 90 percent of them all right but none of them 100 percent right so and it's the same, like you said, across the board, any genre, if you're, unless you're doing sports where, you know, you've just got to go with the action where you can and try and hope, you know, you can't just shoot a million shots and think they're going to be fine. Not only does it, you know, run the risk of getting the shot wrong or making an error, but it's a pain in the ass to edit them later on. Oh, you've got to go through 100%. thousands of shots later on. So, 
I think, though, what's caused this, like we never used to spray and spray with film, never. We never did. So Absolutely. what we do, because we've got memory cards with 3,000 photos on it, for some silly reason we think, well, I can take 3,000 photos in a minute. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and it just yeah. doesn't work. So yeah. um, the talk I gave was the same similar talk I gave at BFOP this year about getting your composition and your aperture right and the time of day and checking your histogram and all that kind of stuff. But you're right, composition is always key. If you're taking two seconds to find compositions, you're doing yourself a disservice for your photography. You need to really stand there, take it in, have a look around, give yourself five minutes to get your bearings and, you know. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes sometimes there's moments where you do spray and pray. If something's really amazing going on, you're like, I've just got to get those shots. But if you really want to improve and get better at it, you've just got to take your time and yeah. be patient. It's definitely um, quality over quantity when it comes to um, taking better landscape photos, I think. And yeah. I think um, you're exactly right. What people get sucked into is the technology. So, okay, just because your camera can shoot 30 frames per second doesn't mean you have to shoot doesn't 30 frames to. per second. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the, the caveat I'd put on that might be wildlife um, yeah. and particularly like, you know, African wildlife, you're seeing a kill or something like that and you're photographing that yeah. or, yeah. you know, fast moving birds and that. Yeah, sure. I understand that where you might want to just set it to burst mode. But yeah. it is still all about the composition. So a yeah. good example I can give you is it took me 10 years to get a photo of a blue wren. Um, mm. I always wanted, or a superb fairy wren, I think is the proper name. But I always wanted to get this photo. of They're one of my favorite birds. Yeah. And I was down at Cape Otway. I was camping down there. And this little blue wren was going all around our campsite. I'm sat down and I just picked up my camera and pointed at it and just racked off all these photos. Bang, bang, bang. Yep, looked great, but the composition was so bad. Like mm. bird right in the middle, blah, blah. So I stopped. I sat in a chair. I literally had a beer with me and sat down and waited for the bird to come to me. And it would started to, yeah. and it would start, you know, and then I was able to set up that composition a lot better. So, yeah as boring as it can be sometimes and man the amount of times where i've had to kill time as a landscape photographer mm, yeah. but that's when i put on a podcast like the down south photo show or something down like south that. photo show or crack a beer and do or do both yeah well that's exactly um, right but it's so right. worth it it's yeah. so worth it to 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 spend that extra time on calculating your composition a lot better composition is yeah. everything it's the number one yeah. as far as i'm concerned yep. yeah um the other one that that spray and pray does apply to is something like behind me a bit of aerial when you're up you know you might have a 20 minute flight somewhere and doors are off and you've got to make the most of it that but the, you still got to have there's still an element of patience for that before you leave you get your settings right you get it all set up ready to go yeah same if you're doing birds and stuff like that there's a there's an element of before you go spraying of being patient and setting things up um uh, but yeah you're 100 right um you know it's it's just all about that composition i said on this talk the other night the same thing a lot of people ask, like, "Oh, is that they all composite images, or were you bracketing, or were you focus stacking, or like these are all just single frame images?" And they're like, "Oh, really? Like you didn't have to bracket here? Like you didn't take ten shots of that and then stitch them all together?" I'm like, "No, I don't. Like I don't do all these fast burst shots and then try and fix it up later. Like to me, as I said the other day, like to me the real beauty behind and the, the magic photography is when you can sit there and pick a composition." And the light just pops for that couple of minutes and you get oh, that yeah. shot yeah. and you walk away. Like that that's the moment when you go, right, I think I'm a photographer because I did all the right things. I was here, I got my composition, I've got my settings right. Um, that they're the cool moments. Um yeah. 
there's nothing wrong with taking a lot of photos of one composition, no. but the secret is to take the photos as the light changes because yeah. it's really, it's a funny thing with natural light in, in terms of landscape. Sometimes the light comes, you take the shot. That's so good. Yeah. 10 seconds later, the light's better. Yes. You know? yeah. And just when you think you've reached peak goodness in terms of the light, yeah. it goes again. It goes you know, how many, many times? I mean, it's happened to me a lot where I see the best light from the car. And it's like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um we did that on the Flinders uh, Rangers on this trip. The very first night went to that classic razorback shot. Yeah. Um, and the light was just you could just tell the light was going to be nice. And I remember talking to Dan. Dan's like, Oh, this is this is better than the last couple of times I've been here. I'm like, Yeah, the light's good, it's looking really good. And I'm like, that's bad though. And he goes, Why is that? I said, Because we're gonna nail this shot night one. <laughs> and then we're going to have to fill everything else for the rest of the trip. Yeah. But what happened is usually on that first session of the workshops, I, I let people set up their own way, how they usually do that shot and, and get a bit of a feel for how they shoot. If they're doing something fundamentally wrong, I'll fix it up so they don't miss the shot. But we all, they all did this shot. They're all getting the right settings and all doing okay. And then the sun literally just went boop and they went, okay, start packing up. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, we're not yeah. packing up give it another 15, 20 minutes. Like why? I'm like, yeah. the light gets better. Like it gets softer. You get this, yeah. you know, you know that sort of magenta color in the sky and 15 minutes later, bang, it's just like this, this, this light explosion went off. Yeah. And then they're all like, holy shit, this is heaps better than when the sun was up. Blah, 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 blah. So you're right. You know, you just got to be patient, hang around, put in the effort. Um, yeah. And that's which, how you become a better photographer. Absolutely. Which links back to, um, I think you have a more of a problem with them than I do. Tripods. So I you're say Instagrammers. Yeah, well, that too. Those, um, those two. Tripods are um, a necessary evil in photography, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Tripods are great, obviously, at holding your camera steady and keeping it still for when you're taking longer exposures and all that sort of yeah. stuff and you're under 160th of a second and you don't want to shoot at stupid ISOs. I get that. But what tripods are also excellent at is locking your camera off on one composition and you yes. get it right and you don't move yeah. and you can just yeah. leave it there and you can literally come back to it half an hour later if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. So that's well, where a funny. tripod is yeah. really useful. It's funny you say that. I, I do that when I do use a tripod. Um, one of the tips I give people is I get to a location and the first thing I do is, okay, there's the the big beautiful mountain scene or there's the whatever we're shooting at, the main topic. So I know that's there. And then I spend the next few minutes looking around and we did it on the Murray Mallee. We looked around and found different compositions and, and I thought, okay, there's two or three different good compositions I like here. And then depending if you're in a group with friends or customers, depending on what you do, if I'm in a group with mates where I don't really care about anyone else about what I'm about, apart from what I'm doing, mm. I will stick my tripod. I'll set it up and just stick it somewhere where I think that best composition is. And then people go, Oh, that's a bit state. That's a bit taken. They walk off, but I'll still walk around my camera and do stuff. But I know when that light's ready to go, I'm ready to pop. My tripod's ready to go. Like you said, I'm locked into that composition. It's a couple of little adjustments and away you go. Um, but yeah, tripods, they are great for that. Um, the main reason I take a tripod these days is for security, just so you can whack someone on the head if they come <laughs> looking for you. But yeah, you're right. Um, tripods, are as much as they're a necessary evil, they're a great tool to slow you down as well. Yeah, hundred percent, and and it's I think that's the key here. You mentioned that you have a group with you. The sun's gone down, right? Let's go on to the next thing. Mm. We're in too much of a hurry, and people yeah. want constant stimulation and gratification and stuff. But yeah. if you only stick it out for a little bit longer, at, I noticed yeah. this actually last night. We had 
it wasn't the best sunset in the world here, but I was here working, doing stuff and I had to go to the front to my van and just looked up at the sky and it was a good 45 minutes after the sun had gone down. Mm. And here's all this wonderful magenta color going yep. from going from yellow on the horizon <laughs> into magenta, yep. into the deepest blue you've ever seen. Yeah. And I was yep. like, man, there it is. Like, you know, yep. everyone's gone home by that point. It's, yeah. that's it's, when it's, and it's blue hour at its best. We did um, at Kakadu, uh, Fiona, who was one of our customers, um, we, we, we stuffed the sunset up. I'll be honest. We, we went to go do a shot at this sort of billabongy thing and it just wasn't working. So I'm like, shit, okay, we're like everything in Kakadu is miles apart. Like there's no, anyway, Dan, five-star Dan always has a bit of a laugh with me. He drives one car, I drive the other car. And the people in that car will be obviously talking to him. Oh, where are we going now? What's going on? And he he won't necessarily know. And he'll be like, oh, Cam will pull a rabbit out of the hat somewhere. Like he'll pull something out of his ass. And I'm I'm driving along going, I know he's saying that in that car and I'm trying to find a spot. (laughs) Like shit, shit, shit. Anyway, we came down this road and there was a couple of those real stark white trunk trees just in this field. And it was starting to get magenta in the sky. I'm like, bang, pull over here. This will do. So we took a few shots of that. It was okay. It was acceptable. Um, But the light had got to that point you're talking about and we are just sort of starting to real pack up. And I turned around to Fiona and she was just sitting on her tripod, on her arm, on a tripod like that, just leaning and watching. I said, do not move. And I did a portrait session. You inspired me. I got my camera and I I went back and I took it. She goes, oh, don't take a shot of me. She goes, I never look good in photos. And I took a shot of her on her camera and I showed her and she goes, holy shit, that's the best photo of me I've ever seen. I said, it's (laughs) nothing to do with with me. It's the light, like this soft light. Yeah. looks brilliant. And then we did another one later in the trip, same sort of time of day. I did it with my camera and from a distance and she was, uh, she had her glasses like hanging in the mouth, like thinking about something and it just looked great. So yeah, don't, don't go when the sun pops below, stay another, I, I usually say a, a half an hour. Yeah. Uh, that For gives sure. you plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy the way it changes the scene. Silhouettes become more apparent. Um, compositions yeah. become, you know, different the way they're lit. I mean, then, and then it's like, what you thought was the lead subject in your shot isn't anymore. No, that's right. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different, you know, and, and you can just milk a, a scene, you know, as long as you stay there almost yeah. until you can't see anymore. Um, yeah. You know, you, you'll still get some shots um, yeah. even when it's that dark, you know, it's, it's with your tripod and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, folks, the, to tick off on that little conversation, um, get out of the habit of, thinking that you're going to get better photos if you take more it's just yeah. not the case uh it, it really is a thought as well go buy yourself a 32 gig card mm-hmm. or a 16 gig card and just like have the most limited amount of photos you can have on a, a camera try that yeah. for a while because then you run out of photos you're like shit that's the best photo i can ever take yep. but i went and sprayed it on that daffodil on 100 photos <laughs> i've got no photos left um yeah yeah, it's it's good it's good advice and just get in the, the habit of not spraying. Who doesn't love a daffodil? Yeah, they're mm. okay. Um, I think topic two that we've got written there we might hang over till next week because we've still got a fair bit of meat on this bone to get through this episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, that's I think that topic is probably more more accustomed to being a bit later anyway. I think yeah, a little let's not think about time. it just yet. I yeah. know uh, it's horrible, but anyway, we'll 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 talk talk about that down the track. Um, yep. real, real quick, real quick gear talk. I've got a new camera. Yeah. We did this episode like 500 episodes ago, didn't we? Literally two years ago. <laughs> yeah. And you did this whole build up of, oh, I've got to buy a new camera. Yep. I'm going to buy this. And you want to I see got it? all excited. Hang on. It's yeah, here somewhere. What is it? 
Uh, it's yeah. a it's an iPhone 15 Pro. Yeah. See, look, proof that we're shooting it. If anyone saw that real quick, the time on my phone, proof that we were shooting this in the middle of the day. 12.06. Um, <laughs> so you upgraded from the 14 Pro. 13 Pro. Oh, 13 Pro. Oh, that's a big upgrade then. I don't think it is. Does it come with a free, <laughs> does it come with a free honest. memory card? Oh, mate, you know. Is it weatherproof? I'm one of these, like your contract's up, so you get a new phone. But the yep. reason I do it is because the old phone goes down through the family. Yes. <laughs> so yes. the door the daughter's now got a 13 Pro and she's very, very happy with that. So whatever. Oh, yeah. But um yeah. what I'm yet to do, and by this time next episode, I will have taken a few photos with it just to see if there's anything new. Apparently the lenses have been improved. Um yeah. I think the zoom is better. I, there's a few bits and pieces on there that I want to have a play. I just literally right. picked it up two days ago. I haven't had a chance to have a play with it. But uh I do use my phone a lot, particularly with um, like hiking um, and yep. for shots that I just want. I just, you know, yep. I'm not necessarily going to be selling them or anything like that, but fo- photos that I want. But also I use it a lot for showing me the composition without having yes. to get all my gear out. That's the yeah, biggest com- biggest advantage. I think the iPhones are the best compositional tool you can have in your kit. You just go up there, put it on wide. That looks good. Oh, that looks zoom. Uh, zoom in there looks good. It's the modern day equivalent of doing that. I think it is. Yeah. Making making the box with your fingers. You just got all light. You got all lit up then. You look lovely. Right? Yeah. See, look, I don't know why Zoom. What about if, what about if you turn that lamp off? Does that lamp off? No, I'd look. Make it makes bright? me worse. Yeah. Let's spend half this episode talking about how crap my lighting is. <laughs> I think it needs to be said. Um, well, that's exciting. You, I actually look you better on here than I do in real life. Anyway, you, that's not You story. do. That's not, that's not hard for both of us. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the new iPhones... They are pretty good. Um, like I said, I used it for my trip at Kakadu a fair bit. Just, I, I use it a lot now just for behind the scenes stuff. But Yeah, yeah, it's um, great for that. Which is good. And video, like I do, we're trying to do a bit more video on our workshops and stuff like that behind the scenes. And yeah, like that, they do like 4K video and things like that. Um, Incredible. Um, and and yeah. the uh, cinematic mode in video is nuts. That's so good. So uh, I, don't think, I don't think I don't think I've tried that. Yeah, it's cool. It basically gives you nice shallow depth of field and locks onto faces yeah. and stuff. It's it's, ah. it's 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 a bit of fun. It's all computational, of course, but it works course. quite well. I like of it a lot. It so anyway, show... we'll, we will oh. talk more about that in a future we episode. Will. Sorry, you were going to say. I, I was going to say um, a funny little story about Kakadu. We went to a few swimming holes um, and there was no crocs, thankfully. We, we made sure we checked it all and you know all the rangers have been down there each day checking them off. But I don't know why or how this happens. And this may be controversial, Brendan. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old. I don't know. But the amount of ass cheeks I've seen at, <laughs> at, at water holes over the last couple of weeks, like do girls not wear proper bikinis anymore? Did it, that, everything was G-string ass hanging yeah, out, which it's... you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm neither here or there. It doesn't do, doesn't do much for me. I, I, I'm not saying they shouldn't do, wear what you want. Don't care. But everywhere we went, there was this like, oh my God, there's there's ass cracks and girls in the little bikinis walking around everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, um, Dan and I being the characters we are, we're going swimming. But, you know, people like to talk to us. We're very approachable. So especially Dan, Dan's very approachable. So almost every waterhole we got to, just out of habit, these young girls in bikinis and G-strings just started talking to Dan. So... I said to him, I said, I said, you're looking a bit like an old filthy man here, Dan. He said, I'm not, I'm there talking to me. I'm not doing anything yeah. wrong. Um, 
But what we found was a really great conversation starter. This is for anyone who wants to talk to people at swimming holes and waterfalls. <laughs> um, if they're in bikinis or not, that's up to you. But if you want to start a conversation, teach them how to do the long exposure on your iPhone. Yes. No one knows how to do that. And no. anyway, so we had their little our little Taz photo workshop things on. And everyone was like, oh, you, what are you doing here? You're on a, you're a tour or something? Oh, we're a photography group. And oh, well, oh, I've just got my measly little iPhone. Like, oh, did you know? See that beautiful waterfall there? And bang. So Dan used that to his advantage. Uh, he had a lot of conversations with a lot of people at swimming holes. But it was amazing how many people just didn't know the long exposure yeah. option on your iPhone. So for those who don't know, you got to put it into your live mode. I think we've spoken about this on one of the episodes. Take a photo of the waterfall in live mode. Then look at the photo that you've taken. It'll have a little drop down. You can change it to long exposure. And I showed all the guests on our trip as well. They're like, oh, wow, that's cool. But it still didn't change the fact that there's a lot of ass cheeks floating around in water holes. <laughs> everywhere. Um, Interesting segue why. into that conversation, Cam. But yeah, no, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I think it is further proof that we're old. I don't get it. I really, I really don't. It's, like, I was, it's, I was, it's I was the look of the moment, mate. That's just I, how I was, it is. I was literally scratching my head. The whole time, like, and like, you just you don't, you, try, you don't want to look because you're trying to be polite and you know be know. decent, but yeah. like you're getting out of you're getting out of the thing. It's like, oh, there's a there's okay, oh, oh, so like everywhere you went, it's like <laughs> like, a, like a jungle full of just, uh, just g-strings. Accept, just accept it. It is what it is. It's what the well, kids it is are what doing, it is. Yeah, that's right. So I'm thinking next trip to Kakadu, I'm taking a mankini, and we'll see how many looks we get. That's a, I want photos of that, and that can be your yeah. background next year. This time oh, next year. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Right. Hey, um, uh, question for you. Yes. Who won our competition? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. The or winner. should we do D? Or should we do D Cam first? No, let's do the. Or should we do it the middle of D Cam? Just stop out of nowhere. Yeah, okay. That's right. Do, we better uh, do the winner. All right. The winner, which is now going to appear on the screen, which means I have to edit this thing even more before it goes up in a few hours' time. But that's fine. That's what I do. I'm the do, editor. Do you, want me to, do you want me to start swearing as well? No. The uh, the winner. Congratulations to. Sarah Jane Eggins for this wonderful photograph. Uh, yes, Sarah. It's actually it's actually titled "Bushfire." It's oh. superb. Um, mm. There was heaps of great entries, and look, apologies to a lot of people. Um, the top there, ten there was, is, is there was good. twenty. There was twenty winners on this. Easily. Yeah, there pretty much was. But Cam and I sort of kept coming back to this one. Yeah. Um, it was the old right. Hold a gun to my head and choose. Well, I'm going to pick this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I love it for its uh, its in the many ways simplicity. I love the fact that it is on point for the topic, which was trees. Um, yep. Obviously, that sing- single solitary tree peeking through the smoke there yep. makes me wonder if that tree is vulnerable and in trouble from a bushfire and all that sort of stuff. It's a cool shot. It's very atmospheric. Yeah. Um, well, if you if really you look well for, if you look also further into the back, I I really love the same thing. Like it's the trees perfectly sort of uh framed in the middle like that it's almost you can almost see that tree screaming out for help but in the background you can actually see little bits of flames in the very background so there's actually a fire raging through there as you as it's taken but the lighting behind it just the silhouette of the tree looks really cool it's really atmospheric um and sadly it's something that we see all too often in australia is bushfires and beautiful big trees but it almost looks like it's a bit of a survivor as well it's the only one sort of standing at tall so yeah um, so um yeah, congratulations, Sarah Jane. That was that's an awesome photo. Um, yeah, Sarah Jane's won something. Is it my turn? It is my turn. Sarah Jane has won a two hundred dollar gift voucher for Ocean Grove Camera and Photo. 
So Sarah Jane, if you want that turned into a lovely canvas print, or if you want to get something else done on canvas or printed or whatever, getting, we'll get in touch with you and let you know that you are our winner. Um, Also we will be putting up, I'm going to say at least a top 10 for the people's choice Mm. award camp. Absolutely. Yeah. Top 10, which will Um, roll through November. Um, And the people's choice will be announced the first week of December and they win something from Cameron. They do. Um, can we do a couple of honourable mentions? A hundred percent we can. Yeah. So we also love James Davison's uh, shot from the Great Alpine Rail Trail. It's got a beautiful dead tree. It's got a cockatoo. It's got a moon and it's got some uh, shallow dip the field reeds in the foreground. And Grant Smythe or Smith, I imagine it's Smythe with Smythe, morning mist. Smythe. Um, that, that was also, that that, yeah. that's, a, that's a cracker image. That one has got beautiful... Creek bed, beautiful light, beautiful fog. Uh, real, I, I really see well that composed. photo and I just go, God damn, I want to be there. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I wanted to shoot that. Yeah, I, I said the same thing when I saw that. I'm like, geez, I reckon I've been to places like that before, but mm. just haven't got that sort of atmosphere. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like there's so many great shots in there. There's some cool, couple of cool shots with auroras. There's a couple of dead trees. There's some really good foggy ones. The uh, Colleen Hope put up a couple of uca- uh eucalypts or old snow gums in the mist as well which are really cool uh there's a bit of everything so it was a pretty pretty incredible um collection we're not going to announce what next month's topic is are we no we don't do that until later Later on there will be another topic in december yep so basically we do well every every couple of months we put out a topic and then we get people to vote on them and etc so uh, it won't be trees no, it won't be. But awesome again, thank you and congratulations to Sarah Jane Eggins for an awesome photo. Well done. Um, I reckon. Uh, I reckon next. I reckon you're choosing next month's topic. It'll be okay. um, yes. two ants fighting on a leaf in mm-hmm. winter yes. with a sunset and a yes. shooting star. Yep, perfect. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yep. yep. basically the most impossible thing to photograph. Yeah, yeah. Just maybe we get one entry. Maybe no. the theme might be no. impossible, and that's it. <sighs> There you go. That's cryptic. Oh, yeah. let, let's not jump the gun too Dear much. Cam. Dear oh, Cam is one of the back. segments that has made its way all through 98 episodes, I'm happy mm. to say. Well, I mean, we don't do one every week, but um, we don't, it's... God knows we don't do an episode every week, but uh, yeah. that's okay. No, that's um, Dear Cam, this is a nice, short and sweet one. Uh, let's right. see how we roll with this. Dear Cam, I recently ordered a new camera, a Sony A7 Mark IV. Nice. Nice piece of kit. Nice. Is there anything I should do settings-wise when the camera arrives? Cheers, Linda in queue, Victoria. Uh, mm. Hello, Linda, and um, that's yeah. a, that's a good that that that's that's worthy of a dear cam for sure. What do you do with the new camera? Um, well, is there any, anything I should do settings-wise? So, like straight out of the box, is there something that I need to do? Uh, well, I guess there's a few things you would do. Um, first thing I'd probably do is make sure that I'm shooting in the right format I want to shoot in. So I maybe set it up to be raw and JPEG or raw or JPEG, whichever one Linda wants to do. Um, I'd probably go and have to make sure the color profiles are where I want them to be. Probably go and check the screen settings, make sure it's not too dull or too bright out of the packet. Um, what else? I'll probably, like there's a lot of settings on cameras these days. Something else is, a, you know, the viewfinders where you can change what the, the all the, the details are. and Yeah. Yep, and you can also change the phys- the actual diopter, the, which yeah, the diopter lot, as well. A lot of people overlook that. I find yeah. when I do my entry level workshop, it's one of the first things we do because people are going to be looking through that viewfinder, and yeah. I reckon more than half of the people had no idea it was there, 
and <laughs> and almost all of them when we make the adjustment go oh my god i thought this thing was just blurry <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that the the lady that had the same sort of issues with that canon tracking yep. on the trip we had I said, I'll oh, give it here. Let me have a look, you know, let's <laughs> get the shitty with it. And I'm like, I looked through it. I'm like, bloody hell. Okay. You've got really strong glasses. That's fine. I went yeah. to go change the diopter and the diopter looks like, say she's shot somewhere near salt water, but the little diopter was sort of rusted stuck. Oh, really? So, so I couldn't actually change the diopter to um, adjust it to my eyes to try and look at it. So, so yeah, there's, a, there's another tip. Don't uh, if you get a new camera, don't take it down to the beach straight away. But <laughs> I, I reckon, yeah, I reckon maybe the, the first things you'd do is for me, I'd probably just go and make sure I'm shooting in the right format. Get get all those basic settings right. So, you know, whether or not it's the diopter or it's the screen brightness or it's the you know, um, you know, maybe even the copyright details. If you want to put copyright on your metadata and stuff like that, you can do it all through there. But um, I would certainly suggest when you get a new camera to get it out of the box and play around with it as much as you possibly can yeah, definitely. and get used to, get used to what settings you do have and, and how to change them and stuff like that. So um, yep. yeah, I think that, yep. what about you? Got anything to add to that? No, that's pretty much in a nutshell, but uh, two, two things I would do. One is take, um, <laughs> take a photo. <laughs> um, I would, I would uh, take a photo of a white wall at um, aperture F22 and check the sensor. What that oh, does, clean, it actually, it? well, you would think so, wouldn't you, Cameron? Mm, you would. Um, but from my experience, and particularly on full frame cameras, sometimes they come with dust built into the sensor at no extra charge. Yeah. Isn't that nice? That's amazing. That's yeah, a, it has, a lovely it does thing happen. to do. Um, and it's really annoying when you're out in the field and you're taking it, you got you excited with your new camera, and then yeah. you're seeing big splodges in your blue skies. So it's one thing just to double check that sensor, make sure that's all good. And when and you the, when you have a look at when you have a look at your sensor, you get your car key and you just scrape the bits of dust off the sensor right. when you get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't, and don't. blow blow into it. Make sure yeah, you do that. Or yeah. get as much saliva on your sensor as you can. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, disclaimer: we, Don't do any we, of that. We just we're not liable. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, no. The probably the first thing I would do though when I turn the camera on is check the firmware and just make sure it's oh, running the latest yes. version of the firmware. So quite often what happens is uh, these cameras might ship from the factory and it might take six months before they get in your hand. And in the yeah. meantime, um, Sony have put out two firmware updates to uh, to the or if it's to, to that or camera. if it's if it's Canon, they've released six other models since. Yeah, that's right. Gee, we're going I, hard at Canon this episode. I hate Canon. Yeah, I know. I've decided they don't rock up to BFOP <laughs> uh, and their tracking is not as good as it, it should no, be, I don't think. Not as good as it's um, made out to be. That's true. And yeah, like I must admit, I, I started to hate this lovely Helen, her name is, her lovely Canon camera. I hated it by the end of it yeah. because you go in there and like tracking, okay, I've got to do AF servo. I've got to do this, that. Like it was like you had to reinvent the wheel just to turn some settings on. And I was just yeah. like, wow, this is really tricky. So, yeah. or maybe no, I'm just no, stupid. They, I don't know. No, no, they get what they deserve. I get it. Um, yeah. But just, just to rewind quickly, firmware is basically what operates your, it's the operating system of your camera. So like you've got a computer that runs Windows or runs um, uh, Mac software. Um, it needs some kind of firmware that actually runs the camera. So yes. quite often um, that firmware may have been updated. It is pretty simple to do a firmware update most most camera manufacturers i know our friends at om system make it very simple you literally just plug your your camera into your pc or whatever you're using go to their website and update the firmware it's it's pretty straightforward so um, or you know what else you can do 
you can get on. Take it to the, Ocean Grove Camera and Photo. We do it for you as well. You can, yeah, you can get on the OI Share app, and yes. you can update the firmware via the app, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah, it is very, very cool. So, Linda, hopefully that's answered your questions for when your flash new Sony A7 Mark IV arrives. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have a deer cam question, please send it to us. Uh, leave it in a comment below. Jump on dsps.com.au. Haven't plugged the website this episode yet. How about that? Jump on dsps.com.au. Say good day to us um, and hit us up with a deer cam question if you've got one. Now, speaking of dsps.com.au, you can go over there and buy us a beer. We love this part of the show. This is where we find out if anyone's bought you're us a so, beer for the week. You're slick. so polished. Look at you. You are unbelievable these days. Absolutely. Um, anyone I, bought I feel us like... a beer this week, Cam? I feel like I'm just hanging on this these show any these days. You just run <laughs> and I just like try and hang on. Uh, yeah, we did a few beer donations. Mel H actually gave us two beers. Thanks, Thanks Mel. Mel. Uh, Andrew C also gave us a beer, Thanks, and then we're Andrew. still drinking. We're still drinking the slab from Jenny a couple of weeks ago as well. Appreciate so. that. Yeah, no, awesome. Um, yeah, and I suppose probably should have said this off the top, but we're we're sorry that we've been bereft of episodes. I think it's October, and we've maybe put out three episodes. No, it's actually yeah. November now. But in October, we put out two. Uh, but you know, that's all right. We were we were out and about, and um, we were out and about. Was out and about. So mm. that's all right. That's I do have every every time I go, so I'm like, yep, I'm going to do an episode. And then yeah. what I didn't realize was Darwin is an hour and a half behind you. Yeah. With daylight savings. I didn't realize, really I didn't realize I don't do daylight savings. So that screwed things up. Anyway, um, it's fine. Yeah, cool. Uh, quick um, shout out yes. to one of my best mates, Mark. He doesn't listen to the show. He never has, I don't think. But he's Hello, 45th, 45th birthday today. I rang him before and <laughs> I said, how are you going? How's the big 5-0 going? He goes, not 5-0. He goes, I'm half a 90. I'm like, all right, that's that's a good way to look at it. So yes. he's uh, he's feeling a pinch, but happy birthday to you, Mark. Nice one, Mark. Um, um can I? How, uh, hey, sorry, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. Go. How did your little trip to Queensland go? Did you? Oh, mate, did it, it was fantastic. Did it work? Did you? Do it, the worked it worked a Perfect. treat. It worked a treat. Awesome. Uh, there were tears. I walked into a coffee shop where he, well, yeah. uh, at a, a coffee place where him and his uh, lovely partner were sitting, and yeah, it's safe to say we had to pick his jaw up off the ground. So it was great. Yeah, yeah, That's and good. Uh, and then uh, we went and played some golf, and we had some beers, and we sat around and told each other how good we are. It worked really well. It was a good trip. You'll be starting a you'll be starting a podcast soon. Probably. Um now it's uh time for a quick plug here on the Down South Photo Show. Very, very good right. friend of the show and uh person who's been on the show, Mr. Glenn Lavender, uh, who Ooh. a lot of our listeners will know. Uh probably knew him for a while. If you went to BFOP and did his workshop, everyone raved yeah. about how good his workshop was. Um even he did, even he did. Even he did, Glenn, which he yeah. does, and so he should. Uh, Glenn is making his way down to Ocean Grove to run a couple of workshops uh, with me. So we're doing those in January and February. It is Glenn Lavender's Natural Light Portrait Workshop, which I have done a couple of times. And believe you me, it is, in my opinion, the best workshop that he runs. So for Glenn to give up his time and come down uh, and run them here in Ocean Grove through my little store is awesome. Yeah. Sorry to say the January one has sold out, but there are still places available for uh, Sunday, February 25, and it is here in Ocean Grove. So if you're keen to travel down to Ocean Grove, if you're in mm. Victoria, hey, look, even if you're interstate, we'll have you. Um, you've got to make your own way here, of course, but uh, jump on to my website, uh, cameraandphoto.com.au. It will be linked below. Uh, you can click on the workshops page and the you can book yourself in for that workshop. The first, the January one sold out in three hours. The February one's just gone live. So um, wow. 
hopefully there's still spots here given that this is going out tonight i would assume that there's yeah. still spots. so uh jump I feel, on i feel like Lynn. i feel like i've been put on the bench <laughs> well, for this one, you have been. Glenn, Glenn yeah. is uh, is is an absolute jet of an instructor, and um, yeah, it, it, well worth your while if you want to come on down and. Uh, check can out. I make it? Can I make a request when you have these workshops with Glenn? Yes, please. Yes, you can. Can you? Can we get him a t-shirt or a hoodie to wear? <laughs> yes. So he can. doesn't forget the name of this bloody show. That's right. Like he forgets every yeah. week. Yeah. We can unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Um, Cam, what do you got coming up? Uh, like I said, I've got about a week off down the Franklin River. Yes. Uh, and then off to Utah to scout Utah for next year's trips, which I now have two places available for next trip, uh, next year's trip, which is late October for Utah. Uh, we've had a couple of people who are unable to come. So they've given us plenty of notice, which is good. But if you yeah. are keen on coming on a 10-day trip to Utah, uh, it's late October 2024. Uh, there is two spots available. You can put a deposit down. Balance is due halfway through next year. Um, come and have a look at that amazing uh, state of America. That that trip looks amazing. Mm, should be good. Absolutely but amazing, uh, so. that's 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 all I've got really. Awesome, lovely. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the show, folks. Good to good to be back on deck. Mm. Um, can't guarantee there'll be an episode next week, but hey, we'll try. Uh, we, we will be next week. Oh, there will be. You heard it. There will be. Yeah, Cameron, yeah. If Cameron says, Cameron does. I like it. Yeah, yeah. There'll be one next week unless you pull out. <laughs> that's true. So that's yeah. it. That's the podcast. We'll see you for episode 99. Do we just stop at 99 and just not do 100? That's right. And just go into hiding. Uh, yeah, just say we quit. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao.